Houston Running Zone. The ultimate podcast for runners in the Houston area. Featuring the everyday runners who inspire us. Clubs, gear, races, and runcations. Houston, we've got the runs. All right, today in the zone, we have an Ironman, an Ironman coach, and an amazing inspirational runner. Super excited to have us with us today, Jeff Short. Jeff, welcome to the zone. How you doing, brother? Oh, man, awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I invited you today. I met you a couple years ago. I know you're a big runner in Pearland. I really have been following your story on social media, but I invited you so you can share the story with others because you can inspire people on you know, so many levels. So let's get right into it. What made you start running? What was that tipping point that says, I'm going to start running hardcore? Well, I was such a drunk. I was either going to die or uh, it had to be something else. So I guess uh, running just kind of fell right on the table for me, Uh, sort of by accident, uh, because I got locked out of my house and I had to uh, run to my family's house and get a key and um, run back. And uh, the backstory to that is uh, when I was younger, I was an athlete. I was a pole vaulter in high school and, of course, played uh, football growing up and basketball. Um, but I just let myself go and get in such bad shape. Uh, that short little mile to my parents and back just about killed me. It wiped me out for days. I was so sore. I could barely move. Um, and that really, of all things, was the final straw. I, I knew for years that I... I couldn't keep going on the path I was going. Uh, but just the idea that I had gone for a short little walk with my wife, who we thought could have possibly been pregnant at the time. Uh, so running to get that key, you know, this was during the summertime. Uh, you know, I wanted to get that key as fast as I possibly could and get back to her. Um, and I just wasn't able to do it nearly as quickly uh, as I would have liked. And, you know, thankfully she wasn't pregnant at the time, but um, that really, that whole thing just made me take a good, hard look in the mirror and say, man, something's got to give here. This is ridiculous. I'm never going to be any younger than this. I'm never going to look any better than this. And it wasn't worth a damn. I didn't look worth a damn. I didn't <laughs> damn. And so I poured out the bottle of vodka that day and uh, started going out for a little mile walk little jog here and there, a couple, just, I mean, 30 seconds to begin with, 30 seconds jogging, you know, wow. little couch to 5k apps. And uh, that's what started it. So I'll, uh, I'll leave it off there. That's, that's what started the journey, if you will. <laughs> well, yeah, one mile can change. And most of the time we, we have these red alerts, like, oh, we got to do something. And then a week later, we don't do Jack, right? <laughs> like, That's right. For 30 seconds. I'm sore. Uh, I wasn't sore before I ran, so I'm not going to run. So what made you like be consistent or was it just like you had so many red alerts? It says, okay, this time I need to make a, a giant change. You know, what, yeah. what made you stay um, motivated? Everything that you just said, you know, I'd had so many red alerts and uh, for anybody listening that has ever uh, struggled with any kind of addiction, you can just BS yourself uh, on and on. Oh, well, I'm not that bad. Oh, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Oh, you know, it's not nearly as bad as, you know, and you just play that game with yourself until, uh, you know, something really, really bad happens or you pass the point of no return, I suppose. Um, So, um, yeah, sticking with it, I guess you could always say I've had an addictive personality. (laughs) And so uh, 
in the beginning, anger, I think drove, drove a lot of it, um, drove me to push harder and go a little further each day. Uh, and then the serenity of it began to kind of take over. Um, never been a, a overly huge religious person, but I think anybody that gets into this and spends any time out there with the sun rising, um, jogging around for any considerable amount of time, you start to think about things a little deeper. And so uh, I just kept going. Um, 5K, you know, uh, made it to the point where I could jog a 5K without stopping. And uh, so I signed up, signed up for my very first 5K. At that That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> Kingwood, um, I don't remember, Kingwood something or other. And uh, I finished third to last in my age group. It was great. <laughs> finished third to last. Uh, but, but what I remember about that run the most is I sat out on that dock. There was a, a dock behind the, um, the finish line. Went out to this dock. I sat down and I just felt so good. So damn good. I was smiling. It brought back all the happy memories of sports that I had had growing up. Um, and I said to myself, I'm going to get good at this. I don't care you know, what it takes from here. I made it to a 5K. I'm going to get good at this. And so I kept pushing. And by Christmas, this was in September, by Christmas, I finished third in my age group at the Santa Hustle in Galveston. So oh, just, third from last and third from first or well, third from the top. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Third <laughs> to last to uh, third in my age group. So. I guess the addictive personality. So, you know, I notice a lot of runners or they're either working out, they're cross training, they're running. And if they miss a day or miss two days, uh, they, they, the anger comes back. Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Frequently. It still does. Uh, anybody that knows me, my wife can attest to it personally. My mom and dad, uh, who are, my family is just so unbelievably supportive. Uh, my work partner. Uh, yeah. If I haven't done something, uh, I, I, even what knowing why I know now as a coach, it really gets to you. It really does. Uh, but, you know, once you've been doing it a while, you start to get a little wiser. You know, you have to taper back for certain events and things like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely, uh, <laughs> it gets to you for sure. <laughs> that never, no matter if you got the drive, that, that, that's just never going away. <laughs> Well, you definitely have the drive. I'm, I'm curious how you, how you make time because I like to bring people on from all walks of lives. That way people say, well, I kind of resonate with them. So like me, I'm kind of like you, you know, married work, a f- father. So I may have different challenges than someone that has, well, maybe I'm a single father with seven kids, you know, and, and so they may have different challenges. So I kind of like to bring all, all people around. So if you have know anybody that does an inspirational runner, feel free to send them my way. But you know, you, you work, you coach, you know, you're an Ironman coach, uh, married father, you know, how are you making time? You know, how do you set aside a time? Is it a commitment? Uh, how are you making it work? It's tough, man. Uh, it, it really, uh, now is starting to hit home because my wife and I had our first baby, um, at the end of September, uh, we turned three months just uh, a day or two ago. And, uh, so with the baby in the equation now, Again, I have such an incredibly support. We both have incredibly supportive families that help out tremendously. And we're just so beyond thankful for that. But it is getting tougher. I'm not going to lie. I know it annoys the wife uh, if I'm not home by X time in the evening or whatever. So uh, in, in regards to that, you know, you, if this is going to be something that you do, you've got to find the, the right places, the right, the right time. For a lot of people, getting up super early in the morning is the deal, uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. 
I'm not huge on that. I'll do that a couple <laughs> a week to get on get in a bike, um, you know, or a swim during the Ironman uh, season. But uh, fortunately, I have a pretty good lunch hour uh, and a nice little area to run behind uh, where I work, so I can normally squeeze in a good seven or eight mile run, you know, during lunchtime, and uh, you know, do something in the afternoon right after work, and then make it home. And you know, to your point, it, it's tough. And there's certainly sacrifices, but if fitness is going to be on the top of your list somewhere, then you've got to cut some of the other things that maybe you used to do video games or, you know, other hobbies or things like that. Those just kind of have to go by the wayside if fitness and running and health is going to be your priority. Oh, super cool. Yeah, that's that's neat. You're making it work, but at the same time, uh, jogging strollers are, uh, are, are abundant. So once they start getting a little bit neck control, uh, you can really, uh, make I haven't thought about that shoulder. yet, man. I'm going to, I may have to look into that a little bit here. We had one that was actually, uh, made by Jeep. So I was like, well, it's gotta be rugged. Oh, um, cool. she, she never fell out of it. So we're good. I mean, she was up, up there until, I don't know, probably five years old. We were pushing her. It's a good workout. It's a lot. You know, I'm, I'm just excited to get him up and running. He, he's a strong little guy. And uh, as soon as we can get him into a kid's 1K, man, we're all about it. So. <laughs> uh, super cool. Uh, well, moving forward, I know that for a lot of runners, especially just getting started, but even for me, I've been running for 10 years and it's still super cool to have an awesome medal. Does it, is it still have that same is it maybe just some medals? You know, what do they represent to you? Is it, is it the accomplishment or is it the accomplishment <laughs> before the race? Oh, man, the medals. Uh, man, I wish you could see what I'm looking at right here. My entire game room is just, you know, wall to <laughs> wall. Yeah, uh, I love the medals, man. Uh, I guess it's a little bit vain, but I always kind of search that out on the, the running websites, you know, to see if there's some kind of finisher or something or other. Uh, yeah, it, it's more of a... I was there, been there, done that. For the, so it sparks the, a memory for you then? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't remember a lot of the stuff from the, the dark years, the dark decades of uh, drinking and things, but uh, I can look at each one of those medals and go, oh yeah, I remember that race. Or, yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that race. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the memories are good, except for, uh, I did have one. Uh, I'll try to keep this uh, not gross, but uh Bluebell half marathon a couple of years ago, I went out and uh, my buddy and I were like right in the front, just absolutely chasing the police car. And about three miles in, that bad Chinese food I had the night before started kicking in. And uh, I had to make four stops in that race in the middle of a pasture with cows looking at me. And uh, still finished about, I think, seventh overall. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll forever look at that Bluebell medal and uh, remember that race. Yeah, I think it is. I think it sparks a memory. That's why I'm having a hard time giving mine out just because I look at it. I was like, I remember that race. And I, I think big time, I think that's a key to all the race directors out there. If you can make a medal, make it happen because, you know, there's so many people that maybe they got out of a bad relationship or a bad relationship with drinking or uh, yeah. maybe they just lost a bunch of weight. And it, it makes a huge, huge difference, I think. Yeah, really, it, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Just do man. one without with uh without a medal, and wasn't ex uh, we're not gonna, here to throw anybody uh, out of the bus. But <laughs> what what was your thought process going? What in the world are they thinking? Okay, so uh, 
just to, to keep it nice and everything, I'll leave the name of the race out, but uh, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, and it was a very, very long race and it was raining extremely hard and came through the finish line after going to war with that race. And uh, essentially I was handed a banana um, and a t-shirt and that was it. <laughs> whole last, I'll say eight miles of the race. I kept thinking, Oh man, this better be a good medal for running in ankle deep water. And uh yeah, well, it was a good banana. I'll say that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a little let down. I guess you saw that post on my Facebook. Huh? Yeah, I, I'd probably chop up the shirt and put it around a ribbon or something. Just to, you have that memory of never going back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't even know about your diet. Any nutrition hacks or things that kind of make it easy for you to eat? Originally, kind of went off the deep end with that as well. I think it was one of the reasons I dropped as much weight as I did right off the bat. You know, when you stop drinking, uh, it just naturally falls off of you. I mean, people thought I had cancer for a while. I actually had a few people saying, are you okay? But uh, I went uh, with a pretty healthy diet right off the bat. Um, And um, recently, within the last year, I actually hired uh, a woman named Lisa. She works for Focused Fit Nutrition. Uh, Lisa Davis Ferrara. She's just been absolutely fantastic. She she watches my uh, my Nutrition Pal, the Under Armour app, and uh, offers me feedback with macros and things like that. It takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. But uh, to answer your question, I eat a lot of uh, turkey, you know, vegetables, of course. But um, you can drive yourself nuts with that stuff as well. Um, I hit a point where it was like, man, I am just not going to feel guilty about having a little bit of ice cream in the evening. Um, you know, so if you're working out and you're trying your best to eat as well as you can, um, I don't think anybody should drive themselves nuts, but, um, especially during holiday season, but for nutrition hacks, I I really think, you know, meal prepping is a, a good thing. You know, we cook a lot of rice, beans, turkey, stuff like that on the weekends, things that you can kind of pack up and throw in a tortilla or throw in a salad fruit you know getting some good fruit in there at lunchtime every day that that really kind of fills you up um so if you're in the habit of going out to taco bell or whatever for lunch you know that stuff has so many chemicals in it 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 leaves feeling more hungry than uh, a lot of times than before you ate it but if you can just get something really good in there midday um, fruits vegetables it's surprising you you feel a lot more full um and it'll definitely carry you through the rest of the day so i think that's a probably the biggest you know tip or anything i can offer anybody just offhand yeah super cool i definitely want to ask about you know your coaching and some more of your runner uh more of your races but my big one is you you've done an ironman i'm not sure how many you've done but was that ever i mean when you first started you're like i just want to be able to run for 30 seconds and now you're like okay now i want to <laughs> place in, in a 5k when did the ironman come up or was that always like this giant goal because you you done athletics before no, I didn't even know what an Ironman was when I first started out at this. Um, I think I was just in such a dark place uh, for a long time that with every distance, I started to believe more. Since sitting out on that dock in Kingwood after that 5K, I thought, okay, I'm going to get good at this. And then I jumped in, uh, a race that I think you support pretty well, the Texas Bridge Series. And uh, the notion of running a 10K running from Galveston Island to Tiki Island and back, that just seemed like this, this mind 
thing. How can you possibly do that? And that, uh, that entire race, it, it was painful, but I just remember smiling the whole way, watching the sunrise over the bridge and everything. And so it was like, bam, 10K done. Okay, what's next? And uh, I remember where I was at, at 24-hour fitness, sitting in the sauna. And I thought, oh, my God, the Laporte half marathon, half marathon. How am I going? So I signed up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> That's the way to do it. Sign up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it, was, it was rough. And then I uh, went home that night and thought, everybody in the world is going to think I'm crazy. Because I had just heard horror stories about marathon experiences and you know, people being hosed off by fire trucks. And there's some kind of... Uh, urban legend out there of people's nipples rubbing off if they're you know completely rubbing off if they wear their own shirt yeah uh, signed up for chevron and um made it through that uh, in january um and then pretty immediately after that i started seeing uh, advertisements for triathlon stuff and triathlon what's that so i kind of looked into it and um, i found one over here in silver lake in Pearland, and it oh, was hey wow. so I signed up for that and uh, went with a $200 Walmart bicycle and uh, <laughs> just some, some ghetto crappy stuff, man. But uh, I made it through that and it was so much fun uh, that I went ahead and, and took the plunge and I thought, wow, okay. At that point, I had heard of Ironman. So I was like, okay, there's a 70.3, there's a half Ironman out in Lubbock in a month and a half. Let me just go ahead and sign up for that. And instantly, other coaches started uh, messaging me, you've lost your mind. You, this is Lubbock, the desert heat out there, the, the dry heat's going to get you. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was miserable, absolutely miserable, man. But uh, I made it through that one. And then at that point, I, I had come far enough. It was like, okay, I'm going to set my eyes on the legitimate Ironman uh, in Texas the next year. And that was rough, too. But it, it never gets less painful. It just... It gets easier, I, I guess. <laughs> well, now that you're an Ironman, is it Ironman certified coach? Is that the uh, the terminology? Yes. Yeah. So would you ever not? Would you ever tell your your clients don't do that? What I did, or you're like, okay, let's do it, but let's make it safe. Or how, how do you how do you manage that? Because people have these big goals. <laughs> My good friend Dave at Wild Pair Running uh, says, "Do as I say, not as I do." And I love that. I think, that, <laughs> I think that's true. Uh, no, since then, man, I've made it through three folds, including Florida, uh, uh, back in November. And I don't even know, seven or eight halves, I think. Um, but, you know, you learn something from each one. And looking back at it, I probably wouldn't have made the uh, progression as rapidly as I did. Uh, I would advise most people to uh, take their time a little bit more than I did because I dealt with an entire slew of IT band injuries, ankle, oh, yeah. knee, that uh, strength work is key to to keeping that stuff away for sure. But um, yeah, I, I definitely when I work with some of the people that I work with, I keep that in mind. Uh, their entire athletic background, everybody's different. You have to look at the broad scheme of um, of their life and what they want to accomplish. Some people just want to make it through the half mm -hmm. iron or the full Ironman distance and, you know, time be damned. And I think that's a great first goal for any race of any distance is accomplish the distance and then worry about the time. You are in the Houston running zone. We've got the runs. 
actually want to talk a little bit about your coaching. I didn't should have asked you this before I hit record, but no, we'll just edit it out. But you, you mentioned on your site, you do kind of like a, a free two week personalized training plan. Now, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. I just, man, nobody's getting rich off coaching. Um, and if there's anybody listening out there that was in that same place as me, sometimes it's difficult to talk about that. And you just feel kind of hopeless and lost in that haze of BSing yourself along the road. Like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, maybe next week I'll get serious. Blah, blah, blah. So if there's anything I can do to help anybody like tomorrow, I don't give a damn about the money. You know, let's just get you out the door. Let's, let's take a few steps down the stairs or, or something. So anybody that ever wants to work with me, you know, my advice is free, uh, you know, for, <laughs> a limited time, yeah. you know, <laughs> questions, comments, concerns, uh, you know, I, I'm available. I, I just want to help people out with this. So uh, I think on my side, it says two weeks, you know, just tell me what you're looking to accomplish. Uh, if it's, you know, Bob's 5k, or uh, if you want to set your sights on something further, maybe you've hit a plateau in your training. You're not quite sure uh, how to up it or what the next steps are. Uh, I'd love to hear about it. Love to offer some suggestions, uh, write you up a little training plan, uh, see how you like it. Um, with some people that were starting at the very, very basics, uh, the very bottom of the totem pole, I'd have them um, walk their neighborhood or walk the track a couple of times, uh, you know, during the week, and then give it a full all-out effort. Just walk in, or maybe toss in a small amount of jogging and time it on the weekend. And then do that for a couple of weeks and start to see if you see any improvement from there. I think, you know, just serving people, getting them motivated, getting them seeing that I can do something. I can do this. You know, maybe it's possible I can drop a few extra pounds. If you get people motivated about that and you get them excited and you serve them a little bit, then, you know, the coaching stuff comes secondary to that. You know, to me, if you want to sign up and let me be your ongoing coach, which I'd love to do, but, um, you know, just, just helping people out is what I want to do the most. Because if you look at your site, I mean, yeah, you've accomplished a lot. You're a certified Ironman coach, but at the same time, you want to help everybody, which is super cool. Cause if you're, if you're like yourself uh, years ago, you can't make it out the door 30 seconds. Uh, you just want to yeah. walk and eventually walk a 5k. Super cool. I'm sure. And how do people find out about you? Is it, um, through your Facebook page, Instagram? If you search my name on Facebook, Jeff Short, Ironman Certified Coach uh, and Personal Fitness Coach, it comes up. Um, Jeff Short, Ironman, all one word, at gmail.com or uh, at Jeff Short, Ironman on Instagram. Um, you should get the same picture, same profile. So. <laughs> all right. Super cool. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely uh, I'll actually add that to the show notes. Um, as well. Well, kind of moving forward, I just want to get a couple more race stories from you. I saw you did the uh, Texas 10K series. Is that in Conroe? Yeah, the other day up in Conroe, Texas 10. Absolutely great, great series. Uh, I took second place in my age group overall last year with the, uh, with the point system, mainly because one of the races I missed because I was doing Ironman Maryland. Uh, <laughs> I'm not bitter about that. <laughs> series but let me think um but funny race stories disgusting race stories what are you looking for well i'm just glad at the end of 2020 
races are are back um you know obviously limited capacity and i'm going to be talking to willie later on today and we'll see you know which when episodes air as well but how are they doing it and i'll get the full story from but you know how are they doing it that made you feel safe and other people not not everyone's going to feel safe 100 but right. the people that want to participate how do they make it work I think the people that want to participate, the the diehard crazies like me, especially, uh, despite how you feel about this situation, whether you you believe everything, whether you don't believe everything, uh, I've noticed the races that I've done, everybody's willing to do what the race directors uh, are being told by the counties uh, needs to happen. That's that's my take on it, meaning, um, you know, if the race directors are able to get Permits. I'm sure the counties are saying there has to be X, Y, and Z rules in place. Um, so at the races, that means you know either staggering the starts or, like in the case of the Texas 10 series, um, sort of staggered the starts, wave start one and two. But everybody had a mask um, up until they crossed the starting line, and then at that point, you could just toss it off to the side. So you know, and same thing true coming through the finish line. Uh, they ask you to put a mask back on and. Uh, of course, when you come through finish line, depending on the race distance, you don't even know your your hand from last Tuesday. So they uh, <laughs> they're pretty nice, just giving you a mask and uh, saying here, if you wouldn't mind, once you catch your breath, put that on. Uh, but everybody that I've seen has been more than willing to do uh, the necessary things to to keep the races going. It's been a little bit of a letdown that we haven't had the award ceremonies afterwards and. Uh, like even the, the 12K at Christmas, they did a fantastic job of that Houston Run Company this last weekend. Oh, they're great too. Mm-hmm. Group awards and things, which that's cool. You know, I, I get that. So, you know, to your point, uh, the, the race directors are doing everything they can possibly do to make everybody feel safe and uh, accommodating the, uh, the counties at the same time. Yeah, I can't imagine being a race director, the layers and layers of. Yeah. <laughs> one person says nope nope <laughs> <laughs> no ab- absolutely this is a tough time for race directors and i think uh, anybody with half a brain that, that's been doing this for a while we all realize it's a tough time for the race directors and um i know no race director intentionally wants to put on a virtual race quote unquote um but you know they've had to do what they've had to do to get by and uh, yeah there it is yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, uh, Texas Tank uh, Series. He also does Woodlands Marathon, Houston Run yeah. Company. They do awesome stuff. I saw. Was that your hundredth race? I saw that. That was my one hundredth race. Yeah, twelve k of Christmas. <laughs> so it looks like I fourth overall uh, in that. But it was funny because of the wave start. Um, I, I, there were some people that weren't running sixes. I, you know, in my wave. So uh, I was the first corral to go off. So the whole time I was in the front, um, which is kind of an unusual thing for me. I'm usually somewhere up there, but I'm usually not the first person. Uh, and so the whole time running through the warehouse district, I kept thinking, oh, God, please don't, don't let me miss a cone. Don't let me miss a turn and <laughs> I go off into some clandestine field somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine it's hard. I've never been in that situation, but I'd imagine it's hard if you have nobody to chase. Your motivation is is hard, but yeah, they're they're making it work. They're doing awesome, and uh, I'm so happy that any race director can put on any sort of race, and of course, have an awesome um, medal. Well, before I let you go, I just have one more question. Any sure. f- 
fun race recommendations. Nothing that I'm associated with because uh, people hear enough about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, your races any, are fantastic. Yeah, and any. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a volunteer, so yeah, don't. <laughs> it's all good. Um, any other <laughs> race recommendations that you like really look forward to? It, it doesn't have to be big. It can be just whatever is just like, man, that was fun. Yeah, the RAS, of course, series, the Texas Bridge series is really neat. We've kind of been messed out of chemo for a while uh, with different things, construction. But uh, when I say Texas 10 series, they also have a five-mile series for anyone that's maybe not quite ready to uh, take on the 10. Uh, so they, they their series is just fantastic. Absolutely great. Um, races that I will continue to do every year, of course, Chevron Houston Marathon. That was my oh, first wow. final always hold a very special place. Um, so, um, so does the, uh, the Lubbock, the Ironman 70.3 Lubbock out there. It's hot, it's miserable, but that was my first half Ironman and boy, oh boy, what a, what a great race that is. Some of my, my brothers in uh, the Pearland Triathlon Racing Club have signed up for, uh, for that one as well this coming year. So um, I'm dragging them out to the desert for that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a, a little-known run called Gordy's Pumpkin Run in LaGrange. It's a 5K trail run type thing. I'm, I'm not a big trail runner, but uh, that one is really fun. They have all these barnyard animals and baby Jersey cows and um, things for you to play with. Just, just by the look of surprise on your face, it looks like you've probably not heard of that one. <laughs> no, this is great. This is, so Pumpkin Run is like uh, September, October-ish? Yeah, yeah, and, and part of that deal, man, is they have something called the Tough Pumpkin, and if you run the 5K while carrying a 10-pound pumpkin, uh, they give you a special extra medal for that, and my first year, I didn't know any better, so I just, I ran with the thing and got done, and it literally looked like I had shotgun blast bruises all over my chest, so uh, there's a funny picture somewhere on my website, I'm carrying this pumpkin last year in an Ironman uh, jersey. Uh, or singlet, and I have a kitchen towel with duct tape wrapped around the pumpkin at the top just to keep the, the pumpkin stem from giving me the bruises while running. <laughs> I've had a lot of questions about what are you doing with a pumpkin wrapped in a dishcloth? <laughs> There's that one. Actually, let me look over here real quick at, at my list and I'll see if I can find one more, okay? Well, there's a whole list I can not recommend, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I think the Santa Hustle in Galveston is also fun every year. Uh, that's always the same weekend as Dallas BMW, it seems like. So you have to kind of make a choice. Do you want to run more of a serious big city race or if you want to run, uh, you know, where they pass out cookies and milk every mile and uh, put you in a Santa Claus beard. So. <laughs> It's a fun race, uh, especially the half marathon, six miles down the uh, the seawall. So you can watch the sunrise in the morning for that. That's kind of cool. Oh, super. Have you ever done the uh, Galveston Marathon or half marathon, the one in February? I have not. I, I've heard about it, um, but it, that always seems to fall like the same time as hot chocolate. And uh, I think there's some, something else in February, that, that maybe the Texas 10 College Station. or Oh, could be, yeah. Oh, oh, I know what it is. It's the Austin Marathon. It, yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it falls on the same weekend almost always is that one. Austin Austin is great. Have you ever done Austin? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I, I paced um, uh, Galveston for five years, and I wanted to do Austin. I, I enjoyed Austin. I did the half. I loved it. 
Yeah, I, I do the half every year, uh, and boy, oh boy, uh, it, it's a great race, the downhill parts, but uh, what do you think of that monster at mile 12? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody warned me and I, I forgot that Austin has real hills. So like my, I think it was the second 5k from 5k to 10k. I was flying. I was like, yeah. this is an easy quarter. Well, it's because it was downhill. I didn't really check. All I thought it was, it was mile 12. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. There's one more somewhere around seven. I want to say seven or eight, you run through a park and then there's, it's not a big hill just by looking at it, but I think it's the, the steepness of it. Man. Uh, that seventh or eighth mile is always considerable 20, 25 seconds slower, <laughs> but yeah, mile 12 for anybody listening, uh, God be with you. If you're a seven minute, a miler, uh, you're going to watch that pace slow to about 1035 real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody asked if I was okay. <laughs> I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the people on the side of the road. Yeah. The people that were passing me. <laughs> Oh my God, really? <laughs> I was like, I was still running. I guess I was running really slow. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I bet we go on and on. I'll definitely have you back because you'll have some amazing stories here in a couple months when racing. Yeah, I'll, I'll try over. to write them down next time. And I appreciate you having me on so much, but uh, I just have one more thing, you know, for anybody out there listening, you can make it back to the light. I don't care how far gone you think you are your body will actually bounce back faster than you realize it will. If you just fuel it right, take care of yourself a little bit. You just take those first steps, man, just whether it's walking or whatever it is, just take a couple of steps out the front door, have faith and, and go for it, man. And I don't regret one second of this. This has been like a renaissance, a rebirth in my life. Um, it, it's just been awesome. I never would have thought running and, um, cycling, swimming would, would have brought what it's brought to my life. And if I can share that in any way with anybody or motivate anybody uh, to do that, then absolutely go for it. I appreciate it. And we'll definitely uh, put a link to your, uh, your Facebook uh, page as well as, Hey, keep adding those, uh, those diary entries. Cause people love to hear from you. And these are, these are great stuff. <laughs> awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad. And I'll, I'll try to remember to write down some more stories, man. I, I think of these things, you know, in the middle of the night and like, Oh yeah, you know, that, and that. So uh, yeah, I'd love to come back and share some more stories with you. Awesome. Thanks again. Well, uh, this podcast is of course free. All we ask of is if you know somebody who could use this information, just share it with them. And if you want to be the first to find out about upcoming weekly episodes, simply hit the subscribe, follow button. Just kind of depends on what podcast platform you're listening to. And of course, if you like the episode, if you could rate us five stars, it kind of helps us out. And of course, add a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Looking forward to sharing another episode next week. Thanks for visiting the Houston Running Zone. If you know someone you'd like to be featured in the zone, go to thehoustonrunningzone.com and send us a message. Until next week, always remember, Houston, we've got the runs.